And now, another timely and powerful message from Pastor Emmanuel Williams and Imitators of God Ministries, Colossal Vivacious Church in Tallahassee. Almost 2,000 years ago, on a day like today, 50 days after the Passover, the church was initiated. Amen? What a blessing. Praise God. And today we are here to talk about it, see how it benefits us as a church. As a church, as a people, not one person, but us collectively. Praise God. Oh, what a blessing. God has been so good. Today I have a topic I was preparing and um, I came up with several. Uh, today in particular, I had several um, topics. But I think the best one is a good dose of the Holy Ghost. Uh, you know, <laughs> I think that's what that's will help us in these last days. Amen. A good dose of the Holy Ghost. I think that's what's lacking in the church. A good dose of the Holy Ghost. Amen. How many of you, you're ready to, before we get into the word. Father, we thank you so much for today. Almost 2,000 years ago, on a day like today, the church was initiated. Thank you for that. You had us in mind when you did that. And we are here today, Father, to celebrate and enjoy you for that which you've done. You've been such a good, good father. And we are loved by you. We ask you to give us revelation knowledge. Help us stay tuned, Father, into that which is to be taught this morning. We are so excited. Our minds are opened. Our hearts are cleared. We say, speak, Lord, for your children are listening in Jesus' name. Amen. Glory be to God. Our text this morning is coming from Acts chapter 2. We'll read verse 1 to 5. And then... Glory be to God. If time permits, we'll read the other verses. Praise God. But Acts chapter 2, verse 1 to 5. Again, the topic of our, of our discussion this morning is a good dose of the Holy Ghost. <laughs> oh, glory be to Jesus. Hallelujah. You know, we have gone away. You have gone away from, from depending on the Holy Spirit. Let me say it would seem that way. Amen. It would seem that way. It would seem that we have gone away from depending on the Holy Spirit. Amen. And um, that's why sometimes doing church, living the Christian life is so difficult. Praise God. You know, the Holy Ghost was given to us so we can be naturally supernatural. Oh, what a blessing. Amen. And if you try, <laughs> anybody interested in being naturally supernatural? Glory be to God. Just, it, it, it's just always been in the zone. If I can use that word, amen. Just always been in the zone. Because you live naturally supernatural. Glory be to God. Wouldn't that be a blessing? Thank God for the Holy Ghost. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Oh, I feel the presence of the Lord in this place this morning. Hallelujah. We sang Jesus is here. Anything can happen. I'm in great expectation. Expect, I'm expecting a miracle. Hey, glory be to God. I'm expecting good news from now until I go home. Amen. Glory be to God. I'm expecting a miracle. Thank God. Hallelujah. Thank God for the outpouring, the outpouring of the Holy Ghost. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Saints, I tell you from today onward. Amen. We need to embrace the idea of living naturally supernatural. 
Amen. We need to embrace that idea. Naturally, supernatural. God placed that in my spirit last night. He said, that's why I send the Holy Ghost. So you can lean on him and always be in the zone. Lord, You see, when you are in the zone, some things happen to you organically, if I can use that word. It just happens naturally because you're in the zone. You are being naturally supernatural. That's where God wants us to live. And we cannot do it without the Holy Ghost. We cannot do it without a good dose of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Thank God for Pentecost Sunday. God had the church in mind. He had us in mind. Oh, blessed be. Acts chapter 2 verse 1. It reads, and when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And the Bible says in verse 2, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. Isn't that wonderful? Suddenly a rushing mighty wind. And it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them clothing. Clothing means separated. Amen. Cloven towns like as of a fire. And it sat upon each of them. It sat upon how many of them? The Holy Ghost is for every Christian. Let me say that again. Being filled with the Holy Spirit. Being, being filled, being empowered with the Holy Spirit is for every Christian. It is not for what we call the super spirituals. Well, it is for everyone. There was 120 people in the upper room. It is for everyone. Amen. Glory be to God. And they were filled with the Holy Ghost. And they began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Verse 8 tells us, And there were dwelling in Jerusalem Jews, devout men, out of every nation under heaven. And it's because of the Feast of Pentecost. Amen. Now this particular happening here in Acts chapter 2. It was a prophesied long time ago by, by Joel. Joel chapter 2 verse 28 reads. And it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. On how much flesh? The cloven tongues of fire was on all of them. Amen. So we see a fulfilling of that prophecy right here in the upper room. Amen. So it was prophesied by Joel. It says here in Joel chapter 2 verse 28. That I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. And he continues and he's going to be exact what he meant by all flesh. Your sons. And what? Shall do what? I don't know why people don't want ladies to preach. Right here it's, it's there. <laughs> glory be to God <laughs> it's right here we are told God's spirit is going to be poured upon ladies daughters amen anybody here who is somebody's daughter glory be to God amen the Bible says God Joel prophesied that God was going to pour out his spirit on you and the Bible says you are going to what prophesy that's an old word an old word meaning to preach anyhow Glory be to God. It's an Old Testament word that means to what? Preach. So ladies can preach too, but that's not what I came to discuss this morning. 
Glory be to God. <laughs> also, it was prophesied this time. I want to show you this because this right here has been prophesied not only from, from Joel, but also from John the Baptist. You remember in, John the, in Matthew chapter 3 verse 11, John the Baptist, if you, if you can turn quickly, in Matthew chapter 3 verse 11, John the Baptist was asked a question and they asked him, are you the one? He said, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance. But he that cometh after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I cannot, I'm not worthy to, to bear. He said, he wears bigger shoes than I do. <laughs> he shall baptize you with what? The Holy Ghost and with what? That's what we need in the church, some good old fire. We need somewhat good old fire. I, I, th I think, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, he had a song. Uh, Donald Pearson, Carlton Pearson, I wish somebody's soul would catch on fire, burning in the Holy Ghost. You remember that old song? I wish somebody's soul would catch on fire, catch on fire. Say, I wish somebody's soul would burning in the Holy Ghost. That's what we need in those last days. We need people to catch on fire so the world can come see us burn. Oh, God, I give you praise. You see, we've traded the burning of the fire for a lot of church bureaucracy. Oh, let me move along here. Uh, glory. You get what I'm saying? Uh, well, oh, bless God. All you need to do is catch on. Lord, have mercy. Man, that's irreplaceable. Catch on fire. Lord, hot, 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 hot. Burning with the Holy Ghost. Lord God, I give you praise. The Bible says the disciples in the book of Acts caught on fire. And in Acts chapter 17, they said, They who turn the world upside down, they are here. And because they are here, we are afraid. Because they will turn our lives right side up. Can that be said about us? Can that be said about us? Here goes those who turn the world right side up. I'm afraid. I'm concerned. Because I know they are hot, 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 hot. Oh, glory be to Jesus. Oh, we bless the name of the Lord. Glory be to God. Isn't that a wonderful thing? Glory be to Jesus. So, these verses, verse 1 to 5, uh, records, as I said, the initiation of the New Testament church. The church has been in existence. I'm talking too fast. The church in God's mind, has been in existence for a long time. Amen? But the New Testament church, a new era was done. Amen? A new era. We moved here from law to grace. Amen? On the grace, on the law, the word that was used a lot was temple, temple, temple. New Testament, you have church, 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 church. Because temple refers only to Jews. Church refers to Jews and Gentiles together. Are you getting what I'm saying, saints? So God is changing things. Blessed be the name. You got to stick with God because he's a mover and a shaker. Amen. If you're not, if you're not used to moving and shaking, if you, just, if you are just stiff, look out. You might just miss God. And, man, I feel the presence of the Lord in the house this morning. Amen. Glory be to God. God is on the move. You heard that song already? He's on the move. Hallelujah. God is on the what? on the move move he has souls he's after souls there are souls out there who need to get saved god is interested in bringing everybody to heaven with him and says you and i cannot do it on our own we need a good dose of the holy ghost 
You know, this topic is so involved, I cannot teach everything, but what I want to do this morning is show you from Old Testament and New Testament the importance of being filled with the Holy Ghost. The word Pentecost here is so loaded, I, it, it, it's beyond the scope of this class. I can only tell you a little bit about it. I mean, but it's a very powerful word, amen? Glory be to Jesus. I'll tell you a little about it, then we'll move into why it is important that we all Christians be filled and remain filled with the Holy Ghost. There is a, there is a, lot, of con, there is a lot of confusion in the church as to, what it, as to what being baptized in the Spirit and being filled with the Spirit is. I will clarify that a bit. Amen? Amen? Too much confusion. The thing is simple. Amen? So I'll simplify it and then we'll move on to, to ensuring that we see the importance of the Holy Ghost in the life of a believer. David, you remember David when David, glory be to God, I, mean, I know I'm getting ahead of my temper, but I'm so excited. You remember when David, they tried to talk David out of going up to Goliath? And David said, no, 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 no. He said, I looked at my father's ship. One day, I was shepherding. And he said, while I was shepherding, there came a lion and there came a bear. And he said, the bear and the lion took one of my father's sheep. And he said, the spirit of God, the Holy Ghost came upon me. You <laughs> And he said, I went up to the lion and I snatched the, the sheep because I'm, I'm shepherding. And when I'm shepherding, I'm in the zone. I'm in my calling. And when I'm in my calling, I'm dangerous. He said, the Holy Ghost came upon me and I took the lion by the beard and I smote him. He said, the bear came. I took the bear by the beard and I smote him. And he said, this uncircumcised Philistine will end up just like the Abbasada. I'm talking about the power of the Holy Ghost. That's Old Testament. We have a better covenant based on better promises. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Woo! <laughs> oh, we thank you. Lord Jesus. Since we've moved away from that pure power and we're trying to do things in our own way, all we have to do is lean on that power and we can take over Tallahassee for Jesus Christ. Amen. For Christ. For God. Quickly, let me tell you a little about Pentecost. The day of Pentecost happened 50 days after the Passover or 10 days after Jesus' ascension. Remember when Jesus resurrected, he stayed on earth for 40 days to provide convincing proof to everyone that he was alive. Christianity is full of evidence. Are you with me? It's not just believing something in the air. No. We have proof. So Jesus wanted to give them infallible proof. He sat down. Amen. He ate a fish sandwich. You remember that? Glory be to God. Up here and glory be to God. He ate a big fish. A big fish. That's what he ate. To show them. Amen. That I'm alive. He said touch me. Take your finger. Place in my in the palm of my hand it is me i'm alive i have overcome death and the grave oh god we give you praise hallelujah 
So he said 40 days on earth to convince his disciples that I'm alive and well. It's all right. I'm me. It's me. It's me. Then 10 days. Then he went to heaven. He ascended. 10 days after he went to heaven, he sent the Holy Spirit. That was the day of Pentecost. Amen. And uh, Pentecost, its purpose, the purpose of Pentecost. Now, when, Pen when the cell God told, he had three major feasts. He commanded Israel to observe. Uh, the first one was Pentecost, the Feast of Fruits and Tabernacles. Three of them, amen? Pentecost occurred, and I, I have so much to, I'm trying to skip over a lot of stuff I have. But I, I, I need to give that to you because it will show you how important it is. Amen? This particular Sunday. It, uh, what, what's the purpose of Pentecost? Well, it's to commemorate and to celebrate the, arri the arrival of the first fruits of the wheat harvest. The wheat harvest was somewhere, occurred somewhere in May or June. But the first fruit, the first set of fruit, amen? It's like the tithe. It's like the tithe. If the, if the first fruit is blessed, the rest is blessed. So they all came together and celebrate the first fruit and the arrival of the first fruit. Glory be to God and praise God and thank God. Father, we thank you that this is just a pledge of the full harvest to come. And so we're giving you praise. It's thanksgiving and praise to God for what he has done, for the little bit he's given them, praise God, because it confirms that the entire harvest is on the way. Amen? So that is what it was. It was a... It was, that's the purpose of Pentecost. Now, after the exile, listen, after the exile, when they left Egypt, it became a traditional celebration to remember the giving of the Mosaic law. You see, 50 days after they left Egypt, they got the Ten Commandments. You remember that? So 50 days after the Passover, they killed the Passover, they left Egypt. Amen. 50 days thereafter, God told Moses, come on the mountain. He gave him the Ten Commandments. Now, strange, when God gave the Ten Commandments, when Moses came down, 3,000 people died. When God came down on the day of Pentecost, 3,000 people got saved. <laughs> uh, you get what I'm saying? God is saying, I'm giving you something better. I know I'm, I'm afraid I don't want to say replace because that's becoming very troublesome when you start using that type of language but God is telling us I'm giving you a better agreement the first agreement you got 3,000 folks died I'm instituting a new agreement 3,000 people got saved and isn't that a blessing glory be to God and not only that I'm giving you a down payment of your inheritance which is the Holy Ghost. Now, brothers and sisters, if the Holy Ghost is just a down payment, the first fruit of our inheritance, what do you believe our inheritance is going to be like? You think about it. You have to sit and think about that stuff. That's powerful stuff. The Christianity is easy since we got help. The thing is, we have to participate. And that's where the problem is. Our participation is not as effective as it should be. And that is why we have so many problems sometimes. Glory be to God. Are you getting what I'm saying, saints? I, now what I'm going to do, I'm going to move ahead because I have so much good stuff to share with you this morning. Amen? Glory be to Jesus. Hallelujah. Let me praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Let me get to where I want to go. Amen? So I could share with us the importance of the 
of the Holy Spirit. Oh, did I get the wrong? Glory be to Jesus. Hallelujah. Acts chapter 1 verse 8 is before Acts chapter 2 verse 1 to 5. In Acts chapter 1 verse 8, Jesus told the disciples, you got it? He said to them, and you shall receive what? <laughs> he was referring to the day of Pentecost. He said, you shall receive what? Power. The word power here is dunamis. Amen. It's there. That's where we get the word dynamic. Dynamo. Jesus, saying, Jesus is saying, right now, the power is not on. Amen. <laughs> the power is going to come on. Amen. It's not on us yet. It's, it's coming. Amen. Glory be to God. And he said, he said, now, now I want you to notice the specificity of the text. He said, but you shall receive power. After when? After that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Now the reason why he's giving you power is you shall be what? Witnesses. Notice he didn't say you are going to witness for me. <laughs> oh glory be to did, did he, he said you are going to be a witness for me in other words you're going to catch on fire and you're going to attract people <laughs> not you going out in your own strength trying to pull people to Christ hey boy you leave and they'll draw to you like moths to a But you cannot do that without the power of the Holy Ghost. You'll get frustrated. You'll, you'll be very stressful. And so all you have to do is become a witness. Since I think that's what we are lacking in the church today. Amen. The power of the Holy Ghost, listen to me, is for you to be a witness. Notice it's about you. You conquering yourself. You, <laughs> are you getting what I'm saying? Say, you, you, you see... You see, most times we talk about most times we talk about the power of the Holy Ghost. It's laying out of hands and miracle-working power, never changing our lives to the point to the point where we smell like like a rose. That's what I came here to tell you this morning. That's what I came here to tell you. God wants us to live here with the intention to smell like a rose. The power is for you to be a witness. Are you get what I'm saying, saints? It's for you to become a witness. For you to be like Jesus. The oil, the Bible says Jesus was anointed with the oil of gladness above all his fellows. He was a nice guy to be around. That's when they said, Jesus is coming. Everybody said, Jesus, they began to run after him. Because he was truly a witness. Acts 10, 38 says, can you go to Acts 10, chapter I don't have that verse, but it came to my mind. Acts chapter 10, verse 38. It says, And Jesus of Nazareth went about doing what? Good and doing what? Why? The first thing it says, And God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with what? <laughs> oh, thank you, Lord, for that verse. And with power, who went about what? You know, it's difficult to do good without being anointed. But you'll get in your flesh. <laughs> Ah, glory be to God. Are ah, you getting what I'm saying? You'll get in your flesh and mess up the entire thing. You need to be anointed with the Holy Ghost and power. 
and power so you can live naturally supernatural oh glory be to God walk in the power and anointing of God I'm talking about fire 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 glory be to God hallelujah oh bless God thank you Jesus and so since that's what we, that's what Pentecost is all about it is God sending you and I help amen to ensure that to ensure that bringing people into the kingdom is easy amen bringing people into the kingdom is what easy easy business easy all you have to do is work on yourself amen i think uh, i'm not sure what i think it was vance i'm not sure if you heard of him his name was vance harvey i think that was his name and uh, he was a he was a, a, a an evangelist very well known he began preaching at 12 was ordained at 16 and Vance, I think he said that the church, we've missed it. He said the church, now what we try to do is get into marketing strategies. And not depend on the Holy Spirit. Yeah. He said we try to get in all type of strategies. We talk about, uh, 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 we have big meetings and how to strategize and how to bring them in and so on. And Vance said we missed the point. All you got to do is get power. Get anointed. And full of the Holy Ghost. And then you'll go about doing good. Ah. It is easy. For some reason we missed it. The power of God is for you to work on yourself. So you can conquer yourself. So you can start doing good. And when people see you doing good. They'll be attracted to you. And then you'll give them Jesus. <laughs> oh glory. Be to Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Glory be to God. Thank you, Master. That's why I said Christianity is easy. It's not, it's not difficult. It's very easy. In Acts chapter 1, can you go to verse 4 and 5? Acts chapter 1, verse 4 and 5. This is, this is again Jesus talking to his disciples. Giving them, he said, he said, Acts chapter 1, verse 4 and 5. This is Jesus talking to his disciples before the day of Pentecost. Amen. That's just before he went to heaven. He, the right, when he spoke this, it was 10. When he spoke this, he was about to go to heaven. So it was 10 days before the day of Pentecost. And being assembled together with them, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem. Amen. He said, I'm leaving. Amen. But don't you leave Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which saith, you have heard of me. He said, wait for the promise. Amen. Can you go to verse 5 quickly? And he said, for John truly baptized with water. He said, John baptized with water unto repentance. Amen. But you shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days from now. Amen. Were they Christians? Were they saved? Yes. Let me say it again. <laughs> Were they Christians? Were they saved? Yes. However, Jesus had not yet. He had not. I, 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 I need you to understand that, brothers and sisters, because uh, there is so much confusion about confusion about being baptized, being filled with the Holy Spirit. It's very easy. When we get saved, we are baptized. Nobody, nowhere in the Bible are we commanded to be baptized. It happened in the, in the body of Christ. Amen. John baptized unto repentance. That baptism occurs when you accept Christ. The Holy Ghost takes you and immerses you in the body of Christ. You, don't, you are not commanded to do that. That happens automatically. Are you getting what I'm saying? That happens automatically to all Christians. The Holy Spirit works in our lives in three different ways. 
Three different ways. I think I have it here. Let me just show you quickly. The devil is a liar. Do you know what happened? I uploaded the wrong file. But I tell you, God is still a good God. Amen? Glory be to God. Glory be to God. I'm coming. Bless the Lord. Uh, technology is good sometimes. It, uh, it. <laughs> you write about that, baby. She said, you don't like my paper. <laughs> she keeps telling me, you got to have a backup plan. <laughs> but that's alright it's coming it's coming I'll get it praise God I'll get it because I need us to understand since that is so important so important because we do have three relationships with the Holy Spirit and most times we confuse the three relationships now here is the three relationships amen he is with us when we are convicted of our need to be born again he's with us can you go to John chapter 14 verse 17 quickly John chapter 14 verse 17 quickly it reads, even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but you know him, for he dwelleth with you and shall be what? In you. That is the first relationship. Jesus said that the Holy Ghost is with you, but because I'm not dead as yet, and the new covenant has not been initiated, he cannot be in you. Because you're still under the law. Are you with me? So because your spirit, are you getting me? Your spirit cannot, cannot hasn't experienced 2 Corinthians 5.17. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, any man in Christ is a what? A new creature. Your spirit cannot be made new yet because I haven't died. He's with you. He's convicting you of truth. But the time is coming when we'll be in you. <laughs> That's the first relationship. The second relationship comes in. He comes in us at the moment we open our heart to our Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. He comes in us. The Bible says in John 20, 22. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, receive you the Holy Ghost. This happened after Jesus. After Jesus. <laughs> After Jesus died, resurrected, the disciples were hiding because they were afraid. Amen? They were afraid. But I want to say something now because of what's happening with the coronavirus. But, but lest I offend people, let me move along. They were afraid. They were fearful hiding in a house. <laughs> uh, glory be to God. I'm going to keep that. I'll leave that for you too. I'll <laughs> So the Bible, so brothers and sisters, so, so, so Jesus came to them. Now, they were, they were saved, but he was not living in them as yet. Not only that, they, he had not, because he had just initiated the new covenant, he had not taken them as yet and immersed them into the body. Very important, very important. Are you getting me? I need you to understand these are three. Are you getting what I'm saying? Three important relationships. So the first one is, he's with you, but he cannot be in you. He's with, he's with you convicting you of sin and righteousness. When you get saved, now he's in you. Are you with me? Because, because God comes to dwell in us. He takes us. You, 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 you don't feel that. It happens. He takes you and because you are real spirit and he immerses you in the body of Christ. Now you are his. 1 Corinthians 12, 13. Read it. Amen. The last relationship we are talking about is this one right here. The last one. 
when he comes upon us to empower us when he comes to fill us are you getting what i'm saying saints what it says here and when he had said this he breathed on them and said to them what receive you the holy ghost and this is what i mean miss bello he meant now that i've died i have placed the new covenant into effect now the holy ghost is going to take you and immerse you into the body of christ glory be to god he couldn't do that before he died amen he couldn't do that before he died but after he died he came and he met them and while they were because they were you know they, they were hiding they said man our jesus you know the one who fought for us is now dead they're coming for us now nobody's there to stop them and, and and talk to the pharisees and confound the pharisees and nobody can stand up for us now they were not aware that pentecost was coming mm, isn't that a blessing and so the last relationship, as I said, is the one where he comes upon us, brothers and sisters, and he empowers us. It is so important that we understand this. Very, very important. Because the church nowadays, we as the church, we are trying to do too many things in our own way. Let me see if I can get what I said this morning about Vance. Yeah, I have it right here. Thank you, Jesus. Vance Havner, this is what he said. He said, uh, and he was, as I said, an American evangelist. And he said, we will move the world not by criticism of it nor conformity to it but by combustion within it of lives ignited by the spirit of god he said the only way we're going to move the world is by combustion to catch on fire john wesley you remember john wesley who studied the who studied the, what, the wesleyan church john wesley said this john wesley said uh, if i can get what he said lord help me he said he said, light yourself on the fire. He, he said, light yourself on fire with passion and people will come from miles to watch you burn. <laughs> John Wesley said, you have to catch yourself on fire. You have to do that. Are you with me? God gave you a start. He gave you the spirit. But you have to, because in Ephesians chapter 5 verse 18, we are told, we are told, be not drunk with wine. But you'll be filled with the Holy Spirit. It's a command. Are you with me? So God started it off. You're supposed to continue it. Let me say it again. What did God do? He started it off. You got to continue it. And you'll see it in the Bible. But man, I, I'm rushing over this right here. But I need to show you this right here. Because what happened is, in the Old Testament, when the tabernacle, you remember when the tabernacle was first erected, Moses came down from, uh, from the mount with all the instructions. And God told him what to do with the tabernacle. When Moses, when Moses erect, when Moses offered the first sacrifice in the tabernacle, nobody set the fire. The fire of God came down and consumed the sacrifice. Then after the priest had to keep the fire burning. Are you with me? He had to keep the fire burning. But the fire started with God. And then they had to keep the fire going. It happened in the, in the tabernacle. Let's go a little further. It happened when Solomon built the temple. When Solomon built the temple. You remember the temple he built? You remember that temple? And the Bible said when Solomon built the temple, he sacrificed a thousand, uh, I think, a lot, a lot on the brazen altar. The Bible says when Solomon, and I have the verses, I'm just wrong in my head because I saw the time is. When Solomon sacrificed that, the first time the temple was built, the fire of God came down and consumed the sacrifices. 
Nobody started the fire. Then after that, the priest. Anybody, anybody knows we are priest and king unto God? We are priest and king unto God. I think it's 2 Peter 1.9. It says that we are chosen generation. A royal priesthood. Lord have mercy. A peculiar people. Call. Anyhow, let me continue. Glory be to God. Hey, my God. Now, we see the fire of God came down when the tabernacle was first built. It came down when Solomon's temple was built. Fast forward New Testament. Day of Pentecost. The church now has been erected. The fire of the Holy Ghost, the cloven tongues of fire came down. A new venture started. You see the pattern? And when the fire came down, just like the priest had to keep the fire going, you and I have to keep the fire. <laughs> ah, you ask, how do I keep the fire? Psalms 119.93 has the answer. You got it? Psalms 119.93. Since I have so much to share with you on this right here, I am really rushing, which is not fear. <laughs> you ask, how do I keep the fire going? It says, David says, I will never forget your precepts. For with them thou hast what? You quicken, you make me alive, you set me on fire. And what is the precepts of God? The word, Kolos, the word of God is what? The word of God is what? The word. That's how. That's how you keep the fire burning. You put wood every morning, you come, and now you're just putting wood to the fire. Peter, you remember Peter when they came to Peter in Acts chapter 6? They said to Peter, they said, Peter, there is a problem in the church. The Grecian widows are fighting. I'm talking too fast. The Grecian widows are fighting with the Hebrew widows. We need somebody to go. Peter said, uh-uh, not me. I'm going to keep that fire burning. I'm going to give myself over to the what? Prayer and the ministry of the word. I'm going to keep that fire burning. You get somebody else to. <laughs> oh, no, I'm going to keep that fire burning. Are you getting what I'm saying, saints? Well, we have John 6, 63. It says the flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak to you, they are what? Yes, the word of God is life. Every day that goes by and you and I, every day you open the Bible and begin reading, you're putting wood to the fire. Oh, bless God, wood to the fire. Oh, wood to the fire. Isn't that a blessing? And not only that, as you put wood to the fire, you come and you have a special prayer time. Prayer is putting gasoline on that wood. Sebodo, hallelujah. And you start to pray. Peter said, I'm going to give myself to prayer and the ministry of the word. I'm going to keep that, that word in, 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 in Galatians 5, 18. When it says, it says, do not be drunk with wine, but you'll be filled the construction is you keep being filled. You got to keep being filled. It's not a one-time gig. God starts you off. You got to keep the fire going. You got to keep the fire going. Since if I can submit to you, we have not kept the fire going. The truth be told, we have not kept the fire going. Are you with me? That's why we don't live naturally supernatural. Are you with me? And you can go back to the Old Testament. You remembered when Moses looked at God, he said to God, the people you gave me, they are too much for me. I can't do the work. God told Moses, okay. You think I would not have anybody else? He said, call you the 70 elders. 
and asked him to come before the tent. And he said, take some of the spirit that's on you. Because Moses had an empowering over him. He couldn't lead and do what he was doing without being filled. Without, he couldn't be filled, sorry. Without the power over him. He couldn't be filled because he was under the old covenant. Since we have a better covenant based on better promises. The Bible says these men long to have what we have. And my question is what is wrong? We need a good dose of the Holy Ghost. I was so Moses the Bible said to Mo, the Bible said God told Moses bring them and the power of God came down on the 70 men and they began to what? Prophesy. There were two guys who in, 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 in the camp who didn't come. 68 came, two guys, Bildad and one other guy. They started prophesying in the camp. They didn't come. They said, they... Joshua saw that. Joshua said, Moses stop them. Moses said, stop them. I wish all God's people because when all God's people live under the influence of the Holy Ghost, there is less drama. <laughs> so Moses says, I wish all God's people live under the influence of the Holy Ghost. It is for everybody. It is for whom? Samson. You remember Samson? Samson went to Gaza. Amen. And when they heard Samson was in the city, they locked the city gates. I'm not talking about the gate to your back door. I'm talking about, you know this, you know these little gates we have for uh, behind the house? I have a, I have a little one. <laughs> so, so, so uh, uh, they, they heard Samson was in town. They closed the gates. A city gate must be weighing tons, at least one ton. A ton is 2,224 pounds. The spirit of God got on Samson. And Samson took the gate and pulled it from the city walls. I'm talking about the Holy Ghost. The same Holy Ghost that's in you and me. It came upon Samson. He held the gate, took it from the city walls, placed the gate on his shoulders, walked half a mile. Walked half a mile, put it down, and then went for breakfast. <laughs> I'm talking about, since I'm trying to let you see what we have. I am, I, I, are you seeing what you, let me ask you, what is coronavirus? When you've got the power of the Holy Ghost. Are you getting what I'm saying, saints? That picked up a city gate. I'm going to stop here because I don't want you to miss. I know I, know I got about 15, 20 pages, but one day. <laughs> I will tell you, saints, I will tell you. We need the power of the Holy Ghost. We need the what? Power of the Holy Ghost. You remember John the Baptist? One more. John the Baptist, the Bible says, John the Baptist in Mark chapter 1, that he was full of the Holy Ghost in his mother's womb. 
from what his mother's womb full of the holy ghost so much so john the baptist did not come downtown to preach john the baptist stayed where in the wilderness and the bible says the entire world left and go to the the power of the holy ghost i remember when we started the church everybody said to me uh, uh well-meaning people amen they said why don't you get a billboard it's twenty-four hundred dollars. It's the good thing to advertise, amen. It's something good. And while I was writing the names of people I'm going to call, that's in 2011. I was writing the name. My wife and I writing the name of people who we are going to call to help us. The Holy Ghost said to me, John the Baptist did not have a billboard. <laughs> yes, he said to me. I said, excuse me. He said, John the Baptist did not have a billboard. Go see what happened. He was full <laughs> of the Holy Ghost and power. <laughs> are you getting sense? Are you seeing what we're missing? You see, we are not focused. You see, we are not focusing on what we have. You see, life has a way of getting to us. And we forget, I think Minister James Bridge, getting back to the basics. We forget that stuff. We forget the day of Pentecost when power was released to the church. And because of problems and pressures, amen, we are now leaning on our own strength. Well, Zerubbabel in Zechariah chapter 6 verse 4. Zerubbabel was building a temple. They had just come from Jerusalem. And Zerubbabel looked at the, the, the project and he got so disenchanted. Lack of materials, lack of resources. God spoke to Zechariah and tells Zerubbabel, it's not by might. It's not by power. By my spirit. The resources are going to shop. Supernaturally, every resource is going to show up because you are in the zone. <laughs> hey, glory be to God. Oh, when you are in the, I said, when you are in the zone, dangerous <laughs> cannot touch you. You are functioning in your calling, in your will, your birth, Sabato. God, we give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor. Oh, tell, um, we have news for the devil. It's not over. It's not over. Oh, we're coming back. Yeah, we're coming back. We're going to keep putting wood to that fire. Amen. And so much. Who God told me to tell? Just give me time. <laughs> I can remember who, but just, just what? Give me time. Just, yeah, just, tell, just, say, just give me time. Let me do what I do behind closed doors. Let God see me putting fuel to the fire. And so, brothers and sisters, we, if we are going to change Jerusalem, Leon, Leon County, Judea, the big bend. <laughs> Amen. Instead of Florida, the other, the other parts of the world, the innermost parts of the world, you need to depend on, we need to depend on the Holy Spirit. Are you with me? We need to come back to depending on the Holy Ghost. Amen. On the what? 
on the Holy Ghost. You know, I need to read that to you. I need to read this right here because <clears throat> I've just done two pages. If you can, if you can help me, if you, <laughs> yeah. You know, <laughs> I need to read this to you because, you know, we, we, we've really missed it. We have really missed it to a certain extent. And, and I need us as a church to recognize that and come back. Amen? Come back. I, I, talked, I told you a little bit about Vance Havner. But this is what I didn't tell you. The early church believers found this to be true. For even their enemies refer to them as those who turn the world upside down. What I'm telling you, depending on the Holy Ghost, amen, getting filled with the Holy Ghost. And when I say filled, I'm talking about functioning or living under the influence. Every day you submit your will to God. Instead of you doing your own thing, you say, Father, I'm submitting my will. I'm crucifying myself. That's what Paul said. He said, I'm crucified, Galatians 2.20. He said, he said, I'm crucified. Nevertheless, I live, but Christ that liveth in me. That's what he's talking about. I'm under the influence of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And, and, and I'm not trying to stop doing bad things. You cannot stop. You need the power of God to cut it out. Are you with me? So what he did, he placed you. He went to Arabia for three years. Three and a half years. Are you with me? For how many years? Three and a half years. I was, I was in the office and God said to me, tell the church of Benjamin in, Galatia, in, in Genesis chapter 49 verse 27. It says, Benjamin shall ravine. When Jacob was speaking to his sons, to his sons, he's, when he came to Benjamin, he said, Benjamin shall ravine like a what? Wolf. He will devour his prey during the day. And divide the spoils what? At night. And God said to me to tell the church. Now is the time. Ravine as a wolf means to be a ravenous wolf. That's what it means. He said to me to tell the church. Now it's time to be a ravenous wolf. Just devour the word. Just devour the word. I was in the office. I was walking out and he said that to me. Now is the time to be like a ravenous wolf with God's word. The old church, the book of Acts, they evangelized the world without a single media consultant, without a church growth seminar, without management strategy or slick presentation they impacted the Roman Empire and the entire known world without buildings and buses and budgets they turned the world upside down through one thing the power of the Holy Ghost and I'm going to stop right here one thing they changed the world with was with the power of the Holy Ghost because they became witnesses they became witnesses and did not just go out and witness Am I saying you don't go out and witness? No. I'm not saying that. We are told to go into all the world and preach the gospel. Are you with me? But the prerequisite for that is to get power and be a witness. It becomes easier. Amen. Because all you got to do is go present yourself. And folks will come running. <laughs> ah, glory be to God. Anybody interested in the power of the Holy Ghost? Father, we give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor. If you're looking with us this morning, thank you for joining with us. I forgot to recognize you for joining. 
Oh, glory be to God. Sometimes you come here so loaded. <laughs> you got so much to say. You got to choose. So those of you who are joining with us this morning, we thank you for joining. And we pray that you will desire the empowerment of the Holy Ghost. You'll start living in, in, on your own terms and start to depend on God. And live naturally. Supernatural. If you're not saved, then you, you, know, you know you need that power. You've tried on your own everything. Pray this prayer with me. Say, Father, I thank you for sending the Holy Ghost. Thank you for Jesus who released the Holy Ghost for power. I receive Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Thank you for accepting me into the kingdom of God. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. If you prayed that prayer, you send us an email to iogmtally at gmail.com. iogmtally at gmail.com. God bless you. Since this God a wonderful God, we praise you, Master. Thank God for the day of Pentecost. Please take time to meditate on the word and let it sink into your heart and soul and mind today. Knowing that the Christian who meditates on the word will be like a tree planted by the water, bringing forth fruit in its season and prospering in all that he does. But what if you aren't a Christian today? What if you don't know if you're bound for heaven as a forgiven child of God? If that's you, then let's take care of it right now if you're ready. Do you believe that Jesus died for your sins? Are you ready to be forgiven of your sins and washed clean and made new? Are you ready to begin your new life in Christ? Then turn to God right now and say, Lord, I love you. I need you. I repent of my sins. Lord, please forgive me and wash me clean. I receive your forgiveness right now as I put my faith in Jesus as my Savior. God, please lead me and teach me and show me how to live from now on. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And if you're looking for a good church family, you'll be welcomed with open arms at Imitators of God Ministries, Colossal Vivacious Church in Tallahassee, located at 4750 Capital Circle Southeast near Tram Road. Sunday school begins for all ages at 10 a.m. and the morning service begins at 11. And the Wednesday evening service begins at 7. This is a life-giving, multicultural, multi-generational church where people of all races, backgrounds, and walks of life come together to worship, to be inspired in their love for God, to develop relationships, and to be empowered to live out God's purpose for their lives. Find more information on their website, imitatorsofgodministries.com, or call the church, 850-408-8496.